Yes, you're locked in to the second edition of a riveting episode of the Cafe Americaine podcast. I am your host, Chris Michaels. You can listen to me on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. And this is going to be a little more basic than what we just spoke about when it comes to asteroids and hemorrhoids. Yes, as always, we must talk about politics on the Cafe Americaine podcast. The Senate Democrats are running for cover because they decide <laughs> these morons you know i'm not a democrat or a republican uh but it just so happens that the democrats are hemorrhaging intellect left and right at every occasion these morons don't get any stupider than they have been acting lately so the senate democrats decided to tweet do you want more Supreme Court justices like Ruth Bader Ginsburg or do you want more Supreme Court justices like Brett Kavanaugh? In an overwhelming majority, 71 to 29, people prefer Justice Kavanaugh to Justice Ginsburg. And the amount of people that voted was 230,548. So this just isn't a hundred people. No, this is a very decent amount. <laughs> now, I'm not a Kavanaugh supporter. Uh, but I can tell you this. I do not like Justice Ginsburg. Uh, mainly because before she became a Supreme Court justice, she argued for the age of consent to be lowered to 12. She also argued for the neutering or the spaying of the English language. Uh, so now her and her ilk are the ones that are responsible for having they instead of him and her uh, and, and all of the other wonderful things that you see out there in the public. You know, you've got two genders, but you all, oh, 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 before I move on, before I move on, uh, I want to digress back to the other podcast for a second. Michael Pence. Michael Pence this week, he is the vice president, by the way, said, let me begin by bringing greetings from a man who is securing American leadership here on Earth and in the vast heavens above. Okay, so that statement alone, that statement alone is very disturbing, and I'll tell you why. He's securing American leadership here on Earth. Okay, so we all know what that means. He's he's bullying people and bombing brown people into submission and in the vast heavens above. So the, the heavens, if you go back to biblical terms, reference uh, space beyond the firmament. And the firmament is the dome that is basically encapsulating the plane that we call earth. And a lot of Flat earthers believe in this. It's, it's ironic, but yes, a lot of flat earthers believe in the firmament. And the, uh, so Mike Pence is saying he's securing leadership in the heavens. Why? Against who? And with who? If he's securing leadership in the heavens, Donald Trump, that means that there are there's more than America up there in space in the heavens. If you go in biblical terms, the heavens are beyond space. So what does that mean? And he also references heavens as in plural. If you reference biblical texts, 
you find out there are multiple levels of heavens. That's why you have the first heaven and all the way up to the seventh heaven. That's where the phrase comes from. I'm in seventh heaven. It is one of the realms of heaven. So Michael Pence is letting it out of letting the cat out of the bag. That the next uh, the next frontier is space. And he's also telling you that not only are there multiple countries in space because America is securing that leadership, but he's also saying that America is securing leadership against other beings here and in the heavens. So this goes back to the prior podcast where we talk about asteroids and how the, uh, well, the human species is going into space and what that means for us as a whole. So yes, I wanted to get that in there. I forgot to mention that in the other podcast and uh, that's it. I'm not going to go into it. You have to listen to the other one for more information when it comes to asteroids and human genome projects, so on and so forth. However, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is an idiot. Uh, she she wanted to reduce the age of consent to 12. And also the Senate Democrats had a tweet backfire on itself uh, because there were 250,000 votes. And they said, we want Kavanaugh more than Ginsburg. We want that bespeckled dork out of here. Uh, more embarrassing things for the Democrats is that the Clintons are on a tour. They're on a 13-city speaking tour. Now, uh, poor Andrea Mitchell, NBC News, to steal a bit from Rush Limbaugh, um, she paid over 177... Oh, not, not Andrea Mitchell, Maureen Dowd. An equally reprehensible shrew. Uh, go, <laughs> uh, Maureen Dowd uh, paid $177 for a ticket to hear the Clintons. And uh, all she had to do was to wait for the day of the event because nobody wants to hear anything from the Clintons in any way. The only the well I want to hear from the Clintons when they say when they try to argue that they're not guilty of felonies. That's what I'd like to hear. Uh, anyway, all Maureen Dowd had to do was to wait for the day of the event cuz she could have bought the tickets for 10 bucks, not 177 because no one wants to hear these two fat ass philanderers. Uh, pontificate about how they lost the election when it was due to their incompetence and not Russia, or it wasn't to Bernie Sanders, or it wasn't because of the FBI, and so on and so forth, and blah, blah, blah. She's an idiot, and she's only ginning up the Democrat base because she's got nothing else. Nothing else. She goes on and says, Bill, uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, I really believe that we are in a crisis, a constitutional crisis. This is a test for our country. And the Mueller report not only decisively proves, but goes chapter and verse about how the Russians, in the words of the report, conducted a sweeping and systematic interference in our election. Shut the fuck up, you dumb cunt. I, seriously, shut the fuck up. They spent about $200,000 on Facebook ads. You spent over a billion dollars on ads in every respect, in every regard. Donald Trump spent over a billion dollars to get elected. No, the Russians didn't do anything. If the Russians did anything, it was on behalf of the Democrats and the Ukrainians. 
I mean, you had Podesta and his brother, who are probably pederists, if we're to make some implications here, or inferences. Implications. I think I infer, you imply. So I'm implying to you that whatever. Uh, if you look at their artwork, you can say, wow, these people are really, really disturbing. Uh, anyway, so I mean, it, it was because she didn't go into the quote-unquote flyover states. And the media was so in the tank for Hillary Clinton that how could anybody else vote for uh, Donald Trump at all? I mean, he's clearly just on and on and on and on and on. And, and let me tell you something. I love the I used to love Rolling Stone magazine. And I still I still like it, you know, sometimes because it exposes me to music that I normally would not listen to. So I like it in that regard. However, the writers of the Rolling Stone are except Matt Taibbi. I like Matt Taibbi. Uh, the writers are so in the tank for the Democrats and Hillary Clinton that it's unreadable. It's unreadable because they do not have any way of presenting facts to you. All they do are they all they present are Democrat talking points and they don't think their readers do not think I got into an argument with a lot of them. I made one offhanded comment just to see what would happen. And they all come out of the woodwork. They called me a racist and a bigot because I dare ask them to make reference to the felonies that Donald Trump supposedly committed and is guilty of. Not one of them made reference to any of these supposed felonies. But I somehow am a bigot and a racist and also a sexist because I had the balls yeah, I said it, I've got testicles. Because I had the balls to ask them what Donald Trump, what felonies Donald Trump committed. Yes, that's that's the intelligentsia. <laughs> so now they're getting desperate. And you're going to see more and more of this because they're trying to rein in society to into a groupthink mentality where there's only one way of thinking, and if you don't think that way, you are hereby ostracized from society. MasterCard got the blessings of the SEC, according to uh, the New York-based firm. Uh, ben Swan told Russia Today that MasterCard is going to start creating a human rights committee that will monitor white supremacist groups and anti-Islam activists. Um, okay. Who's going to be on this human rights committee for MasterCard? The problem is that everyone has their own views, Swan told RT America. In a free society, the idea of a free society is that you are free to have your belief systems, as long as you're not harming anyone else physically. But your belief system belongs to you, and you have the right to be wrong. White supremacists, in this case, have the right to be wrong. Okay, so technically he's right. You can say whatever you'd like. You can do whatever you want, just as long as you don't harm somebody or somebody's property. You are the government's property. That's why you have a social security number. 
So you you can't go around damaging the United States' goods. You can't go around punching somebody in the mush. So the leftists, and you have people like the Soros people and everything else, they're going after the purse strings. They're going after banks. They're going after MasterCard and Visa and saying, well, we don't like these people because we consider them racists. And so we don't want you to extend lines of credit to them. So get rid of them. And the SEC said, yeah, sure. Go for it. Uh, okay. Sure. If you want to do this, do you understand the road that you're going down? <laughs> this is a lot worse than 1984. Because once you move to a cashless society, if you do not subscribe to the views of the masters, then you will have no way of sustaining yourself as a human being. With a cashless society, you're going to have companies like Visa and MasterCard and American Express and various other banking firms creating their own digital currencies like Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley and Facebook. They're also involved with creating cryptocurrencies. Uh, they're not going to allow you to spend your money. <laughs> so you will not be able to interact in society. And if you take a page out of China's playbook, where you have social credit ratings, if you don't score high enough, you can't even buy a train ticket, then you will be in trouble. So be on the lookout for that. The left seems to be the uh, the ones that claim to have the moral high ground in this situation. But really, the left is a bunch of stooges and fucking idiots because they're bringing about a dystopian society. Yes, we must support. <laughs> oh, man, beam me up. I am done. I am done on Earth. You know what I mean? I, I don't even mean, you know, when I say things like that, people, oh, you're suicidal. You're su no, I'm not suicidal because I don't want to die. I'm just done with the human experience. Or I'm ready for such a major change in the human experience that it just throws everything end over end, ass over elbow. I'd love to see that. Aliens coming down, cataclysms, angels, something fun. What do we have to deal with? Deal with fucking fat ass Mueller, and that other douchebag Bard. And he's not a douchebag in this case. He's a douchebag for other reasons, but not not in the case of uh, the Mueller report. Uh, so uh, okay, so here's another guy. So you got I don't I don't even know how to describe this asshole, it, Jerry Nadler. Now there is an a very embarrassing photograph of Jerry Nadler. Uh, Jerry Nadler decides. That he's old school. I mean, he looks old and he is old. Jerry Nadler. Uh, he. <laughs> so he decide he likes to wear his pants as if it was the 1920s. So normally, if you're fat, you wear your pants below your gut. So you got this big old thing flopping around, covering up your belt buckle. Jerry Nadler isn't like that. He decides to wear his pants straight up to his fucking nipples. So he's got a zipper 
three miles long and a tie that's about six inches long. So I, I, I'll post the picture, but it's utterly embarrassing for this asshole. And so he's trying to hold Attorney General Barr in contempt because Barr decided to not show up when he was subpoenaed. And you know what? For, Barr, for better or worse, what Barr is doing is he is saying, listen, I know that all of you are full of shit. I know for a fact that there was no Russian collusion and Trump was not obstructing justice. And I also know for a fact that Mueller's number two, Weissman, who worked for Enron, is relying on a very, very loose, vague, gray interpretation of what obstruction could potentially be. And I know for a fact that this is bullshit. I've already been in front of Congress. I'm not going to do it again because it's just going to be a whole bunch of hot air blowing assholes grandstanding and parsing words and trying to catch me in a perjury trap. That's all this is. That's all the Democrats want to do is they want to bring as many people to the stand as they possibly can to to try and catch them, quote-unquote, lying or misspeaking, which they will construe as lying. And then subsequently, be a, they'll throw the book at them and try to get them on a felony. So Barr is basically giving the finger to Nadler. And Nadler, for what he's worth, is trying to eat it. The Hill reported that Nadler has argued that Mueller's report and the evidence underlying it are needed in order for Congress to properly conduct oversight on the Trump administration. Oh yeah, like going after Trump's tax returns? There's nothing out there that says a president has to, or a presidential nominee has to turn over their tax returns. Nobody, the only thing they're doing is try, is a fishing expedition time and time again. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. The fucking turtle. Uh, the Senate Majority Leader, uh, McConnell. He's out there saying enough is enough with this. There's no obstruction. There's nothing out there. Give it up. Give up the go. And I even said this to other Democrats. If you're going to go after Trump, there are plenty of things to go after Trump on. You can't go after Trump on the economy because according to the numbers, which are false, uh, he's got he's got the economy up and running, even though valuations and the values of stock are are astronomically out of whack with reality. It, they're out. They're just it's absurd. It is absurd. If you want to go after Trump, go after Trump on foreign policy because he's flopped time and time again because he can't rein in the people that he has surrounded himself with. So Nadler is going after Barr here. And so, and Barr is basically giving him the finger, saying, get the fuck out of here, you fat ass. I mean, just stop. And the, the worst thing about this whole process is that I can almost guarantee you that if they release the Mueller report in all of its unredacted glory, you will only end up with more egg on the face of the Democrats. 
because the Mueller report, Barr coordinating with Mueller in the redactions, the Mueller report makes reference to how the Russians obtained video of Clinton, apparently. Well, maybe not video of... Uh, uh, they had some sort of electronic surveillance, maybe a telephone call. It could be video of Clinton getting blowjobs while president from women that were not his wife. The Russians had that. And the Mueller report makes reference to that. The Federalists, Margot Cleveland, a former law clerk, 25 years, an instructor at the College of Business at the University of Notre Dame, she says the Mueller report fails to consider whether the dossier authored by former MI6 spy Christopher Steele was Russian disinformation. And Steele was not charged with lying to the FBI. Very good point here. Very good point. There are only two options left for Mr. Steele and his dossier. Either Mr. Steele just made shit up with his buddies at a bar, or he genuinely thought he was getting information from people within the Kremlin, from people that were within the Kremlin, and also business magnates with connections to the Kremlin. Those are all references in the Mueller report. And it was a decidedly, uh, so it was a solid effort on behalf of the Russians to create disinformation and feed it to Christopher Steele to see how far it would actually go. Well, wow. <laughs> It went pretty far, didn't it? Uh, the Steele dossier, according to the Federalist, which consisted of a series of memorandum authorized by Christopher Steele, detailed intel purportedly provided, well, that's alliteration right there, by a variety of Putin-connected sources. For instance, Steele identified Source A as a senior Russian foreign ministry figure who confided with that the Kremlin had been feeding Trump and his team valuable intelligence on his opponents including Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Other supposed sources identified in the dossier include Source B, and that is a former top-level Russian intelligence officer still active inside the Kremlin, and Source C, a senior Russian financial officer. Source G, a senior Kremlin official. So Christopher Steele is referencing all of these people in his report. So what's going on here? Is Christopher Steele lying about his sources? Is he saying that, well, you know, did he just make these people up? Or did he make up the conversations with real-life people? Or was he hoodwinked? My personal belief, uh, judging by how many people are connected to Christopher Steele, I personally believe that Christopher Steele was lying. That's, that's my personal belief. Uh, so Trump's victory does not negate the reality that assuming Christopher Steele, the Federalist continues, uh, truthfully relayed to the FBI and the media the intel his Russian sources provided. Russia interfered in the election by feeding Steele false intel about uh, by feeding Steele false intel about Trump. Uh, no. Well, the, the other part of this is that Steele was paid. 
steel is paid for by or uh, the, he he was paid on behalf of the Democrats and he was paid for uh, generating shit on Trump. So you cannot forget that and and Fusion GPS, the uh, slop artist firm for politicians. Uh, they paid Christopher Steele, and they were paid for, or they they were paid by, not for. They were paid by uh, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Uh, no, not that law firm. Uh, they were paid for by I can't I can't remember that law firm. But those people were connected to the Clinton. So I mean, and the Demo and the DNC. So you've got all of these middlemen laundering the money. So it looks like it doesn't come from the DNC. And the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign. But in reality, that's where the money is stemming from. It's coming from the Clintons. It's coming from the DNC to generate false documents about Donald Trump to spy on an American citizen that they don't like. If you're not aware, that's illegal. That is highly illegal. That's a felony by any count. And Mueller, Mueller, who would be a dead ringer for either Frankenstein or Lurch from the Adams family? With that enormous face of his, that's a that's a chin and a half. The special counsel's report identified only two principal ways Russia interfered in the 2016 election. First, a Russian entity carried out a social media campaign. A hundred thousand dollars. Shut the fuck up. That favored presidential candidate Donald Trump and disparaged presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Second, a Russian intelligence service conducted computer intrusion operations against entities, employees, and volunteers working on the Clinton campaign and then released the stolen documents. Big fucking deal. Big deal. Means nothing. Surely a plot by Kremlin-connected individuals to feed a known FBI source, Steele, false claims that the Trump campaign was colluding with Russia would qualify as a principal way in which Russia interfered in the 2016 election. Okay, so this is, this is all nonsense. That's all you have to know, is that Mueller is covering up for the Democrats, and Mueller is not asking the pertinent question, of whether or not the Russians were feeding Christopher Steele disinformation or Christopher Steele was lying about his report to make it look like Trump is coordinating with Russia and to allow the Democrats to create the need for FISA warrants so that they can spy on their opponents. And yes, that is spying. Despite the word parsing that a former FBI Director Comey would like to throw out there. Well, I don't consider that spying. Well, what do you fucking consider it, asshole? Inserting... Now, here's another thing that the Mueller report does not do. All of the people that they reference in this report, Misfoot, Joseph Misfoot, Maltese professor, all the all that the, that the, the Mueller report references is that Misfood or Mifsud, I can't even pronounce this asshole's name. He's another fat ass, by the way, that he was a Russian agent. All you have to do is a little fucking homework and realize that Mifsud 
is a Western agent. And he was disguising himself as a Russian agent. In an attempt to entrap campaign officials working for Donald Trump. Mifsud is not Russian. He was paid to look like he was Russian. But he is not Russian. He is in fact working for the FBI and the CIA. And the, the whole Trump Tower thing. I brought this up last week. The whole Trump Tower thing where you got the chick going in there saying, oh, we need to, to, to renegotiate the Magnitsky Act so that Russians can, uh, can adopt American kids or some bullshit like that. Something to do with child trafficking, I'll tell you what. Well, that woman was working with Fusion GPS. She met with the CEO of Fusion GPS before the Trump meeting and after the Trump Tower meeting. How come that doesn't make it? To the Mueller report. I this is this is bullshit. Devin Nunes for what he is the only he's a Republican from California. He said, "How is it that we spend thirty plus million dollars on this Russia report, the Mueller report, as taxpayers, and they can't even tell us who Joseph Mifsud is in the report? If he knows about Mifsud, if I know about Mifsud, then how come?" That, that idiot Mueller can't tell us about Mifsud in the Mueller report. It's because they're covering up. That's what that is. And Barr is going so far as to uh, make a vote whether or not uh, Attorney General, uh, not Barr, uh, Nadler is, is trying to make it appear that Barr is in contempt because he t he gave everybody the finger. So I mean this is this is enormous stuff and the Democrats are running interference to try to continue the charade that Russia was involved and now we have obstruction of justice and it is an embarrassment if they get away with this. It th this should not happen. And you've got these morons on the left, the so-called intelligentsia with all 72 of their genders that like to wear vagina hats. And go out there and say, keep the U.S. out of my uterus. That was a sign that I saw on my sixth, <laughs> on my, my sixth grade senior trip when I went to Washington, D.C. There was a whole bunch of feminists outside of the White House saying, keep the U.S. out of my uterus. It was pretty funny. And so we've got all of these people. They're not thinking here. They think they're learned. They assume that they are because they read the New York Times. They read the Rolling Stone. They listen to, to that, uh, that, that uh, pencil-pushing... Uh, uh, I can't even think of a name now. What's her name? Maddow. They listen to her. And they think they know what's going on here and Russia is to blame and blah, blah, blah. Humba, humba, humba. Uh, no, you don't know. You're not thinking. You don't know anything, and I can promise you that. If I know this stuff, then you aren't reading enough. So, The Hill is reporting that Ron Johnson, sounds like a porn star's name, and Chuck Grassley are the chairs of the Senate Homeland Security and Finance Committees have sent a letter to Michael Atkinson, the Inspector General of the Intelligence Community, community 
asking him to look into the leaks to reporters following the election about the incipient investigation into the election. Okay, so what they're doing is, is they're saying, oh, why hasn't the inspector general looked into the individuals that were leaking information to the media during the transition from Obama to Trump. Oh, by the way, it also came out. It's also being reported that Trump, uh, not Trump, Obama was livid. Livid that Trump won the election. He was bipolar. He was going from extreme depressions to rages and outbursts. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound like, oh, we need hope and change. No, you don't. You don't. You have to realize that you got unelected. And Hillary Clinton got unelected. You know what's magnificent about being a broadcasting professional? Is that uh, throughout this whole thing, I've got a fucking hair that's been dipping in and out of my mouth. And it's no, it's not a Titan Curly. And I'm doing this. Unhindered here. Unencumbered? Yeah, that's better. Clearly, I'm, I'm tired here. Uh, so, uh, Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley is asking the Inspector General to look into these leaks. And rightly so. Because what you'll find out is that you will find out that Clapper, former head of... What was Clapper? Yeah, that was another thing. When I was arguing... Not arguing. But when I was uh, prodding... The uh, which call the folks from that read the Rolling Stone, the the learned class, the intelligentsia, they had no idea who James Clapper was. James Clapper lives in a tree and he bakes cookies. He looks like a little dwarf, and he was the former director of national intelligence. He also admitted that he was leaking classified information to the media. Mm -hmm. He admitted that. Little dope. I'll tell you what, little Debbie has my vote. No more Keebler elves after this. Not that I need either one. Uh, what? So they are also asking uh, Grassley and uh, what's his face? Grassley and Johnson. Uh, they're also asking what stroke and page the former FBI agents. Uh, what they meant by. Quote, unquote, our sisters have begun leaking like mad. The meaning of sisters isn't clear. And they believe it is a reference to other intelligence agencies, possibly the CIA, which uh, Easter, uh, Easter Island head John Brennan was running at the time, along with coordinating with MI6 of, uh, of English intelligence and John uh, James Clapper. Holy crap. Uh, okay, so this is the other part of this. The senators are adding in their letter that stroke that there was a stroke email, and it apparently was in response to a Guardian article about British intelligence agencies alerting their counterparts in the U.S. about contacting members of the Trump campaign and Moscow, including George Papadopoulos' drunken conversation with Australia. Okay, so you can't be doing things like this. Do you understand you can't be doing things like this. And Barr has said he is has launched. It isn't going to happen. It has already happened. 
he is launching a wide-ranging probe into the 2016 FBI spying. According to Bloomberg, to this extent, there was overreach about the focus of what the FBI was looking into with the Trump campaign. And what we have to be concerned about is a few people at the top getting it into their heads that they know better than the American people, according to Barr. Meaning that just because somebody that you don't like got elected doesn't mean that there was Russian collusion. And it does not mean you should abuse your positions of power and spy on American citizens just because you have a thumb up your ass. So Barr is going against all of this. And he's going to review whether the Steele dossier was a fabrication of the Russian government to trick the FBI and other U.S. agencies. Okay, so this is what you're going to see about all of this. Barr is not going to be the person that's going to throw the book at the Democrats. He may get one or two people, just like Mueller got a couple of people, low-level people. But overall, Barr is going to cover this up. He's going to whitewash the whole thing about Mueller and the Democrats. Barr is going to say that... Christopher Steele got this information from Russians. However, the Russians were trolling him the whole time. When in reality, Christopher Steele was just making bullshit up because he was paid for by the he was paid by the Democrats. Why do I keep saying that? He's paid by the Democrats indirectly. But Attorney General Barr is going to cover that up to try and get this whole thing behind us. Because if he starts going after Clinton and starts going after Comey and Clapper and Brennan and all the others, it is going to be years to get all that through. Years. And a lot of dirty laundry is going to come out that neither side wants aired. So the Russian investigation was politically motivated and concocted from false allegations in order to spy on Trump's campaign and ultimately undermine his presidency. This is what Barr is saying. Senator John Cornyn, 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 I guess, told Barr, it appears to me that the Obama administration, Justice Department, and FBI decided to place their bets on Hillary Clinton and focus their efforts there and decided to spy on Trump. This is not good. Because it's not good for the Democrats because you're going to start to see a lot more of this dirty laundry be aired. And I'm, I'm telling you right now that you're going to get some low-level people, but I can almost promise you you're not going to get any real high-level individuals. Because it, it just wouldn't suit the political purposes here. Behind the scenes, everybody knows what happened. That pantload Nadler, who can't put down a matzah, he knows what he knows. There's no uh, collusion. They all know there's no collusion. All they're doing is trying to bring to try and drag this out as long as they possibly can for the 2020 elections, so that they can gin up the support of the base. That's all they're doing with any of this. They they don't really have their hearts into this. So, here's some of the dirty laundry that's going to be aired out here. And it has to do with the Democrats. And a lot of it has to do 
with Joseph Biden. So Joseph Biden, while he was vice president, abused his power by deny, threatening to deny guaranteed loans to the Ukraine for over a billion dollars because the Ukrainian attorney general was investigating an energy firm that Joseph Biden's son, Hunter, sat on the board of. And Joseph Biden thinks it's oh so funny, while vice president, to threaten the livelihood of a country, uh, not, a, not a legitimate country because the U.S. backed the coup. Um, and so he abused his vice presidency. And he, he, th he said, fire the guy. And quote-unquote, Joseph Biden said, son of a bitch, they fired him. Yeah, because he was looking into, the, that the Ukrainian attorney general was looking into the dirty deeds that Joseph Biden's son, Hunter, was doing within the Ukraine. Also, Hunter apparently has a nasty habit of snorting cocaine. So here's some of the stuff. Ukrainian Heritage. Uh, Shaley confirmed the DNC contractor, Ukrainian Heritage, Alexandra Chalupa, also according to The Hill, approached Ukraine seeking information. It's not Ukraine. It's the Ukraine. Uh, that's the proper title. Uh, on the Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort's dealings inside of the country in hopes of exposing them to Congress. The embassy got to know Miss Chalupa. And this is according to uh, Chaley. And Chaley, uh, who is Chaley here? Uh, John Solomon, Ambassador Valerie Chaley. Oddly enough, she is, uh, well, <laughs> she's she knows Michael Avenetti. Well, who doesn't when you're involved in child trafficking, I guess? Uh, the embassy got to know Miss Chalupa because of her engagement with Ukrainian and other diasporas in Washington, D.C., and not in her DNC capacity. We've learned about her DNC involvement later, Chaley said uh, in a statement issued by his embassy. We were surprised to see Alexandra's interest in Mr. Paul Manafort's case. It was her own cause. The embassy representatives unambiguously refused to get involved in any way. All ideas floated by Alexandra related to approaching a member of Congress with a purpose to initiate hearings on Paul Manafort or letting an investigative journalist ask President Poroshenko, the president of the Ukraine at the time, and former Willy Wonka enthusiast, a question about Mr. Manafort during his public talk in Washington, D.C. So what they were doing, you had Democrat operatives going into the Ukraine on a fishing expedition to try and find dirt on uh, Trump campaign officials. That's what you had to do. Which, by the way, by the way, the Democrats are accusing Trump of the same goddamn thing, and that is collusion in their eyes. However, when the Democrats do it, nothing. You don't hear anything about it disgusting, reprehensible human beings, assuming they're humans. It's, just, it's disgusting. And this person went all over the place 
to try and get dirt. She, I mean, this this person, Chalupa, is a reprehensible human being. She worked with Brett Kimberlin and a South African-born Israeli, Yoni Ariel. They're both terrorists. They're bombers. They're convicted bombers. Ariel, whose real name is Jonathan Schwartz, according to the Daily Caller, traveled to Washington, D.C. to brief Chalupa and Kimberlin on his knowledge of Russia's activities during the campaign. So now we've got something else here. We've got something else here. Now we've got this Israeli, Mr. Schwartz, feeding information to Democrat operatives. No, it's not information. It is disinformation. So what is the Israeli angle to all of this? And here's another thing. Joseph Biden, who says, oh, China's no big deal. They're not as bad as the Republicans are making them out to be. No, 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 no big deal. No big deal. Well, the reason why they're no big deal is once again because of his son, Hunter Biden, is involved with a firm that was getting contracts from Chinese government firms because there are no independent firms. They're all associated with the Chinese government. Uh, and, his, and Hunter Biden's firm was awarded contracts in excess of a billion dollars with a B. And what those what uh, Hunter Biden's firm was what they were doing was that they were creating infrastructure to surveil Muslims. It was a facial recognition software company called Face Plus Plus. And Hunter Biden's disgusting little fingers are all over it. His coke-snorting nose and everything else. Okay, so Face++, Ma, and the role of the private sector in building China's increasingly sprawling surveillance state, however, left out one prominent investor in the company. That is Hunter Biden. So, just think about this for a minute. Joseph Biden is out there saying, no, China's not that bad. And then his son is working with the Chinese government to create facial recognition software so that the Chinese government can round people up, specifically Muslims, and re-educate them. And this is the person the Democrats believe will lead the United States back into prosperity. Some fucking kid toucher and his son is working for, <laughs> for dictatorships and communist governments. Also, you can assume that uh, if... If Biden sees no deal, no big deal about that, then I can guarantee it. But no big deal about uh, about China doing that to its own people. Then I can almost guarantee you, he does not see that as a big deal in the United States. And if the government were to do that, it would probably be only for our own good, if they don't do it already. And finally, because I'm winding down. And my throat is shot after almost an hour and a half podcasting. 
Israel intelligence warned the White House of an Iranian plot to strike U.S. troops. Okay, so whenever I see Israeli intelligence, all I think of is, uh, well, they're lying for some reason. Because they want to go after Gaza. They want to clear out Gaza, the Israeli military. So what they're doing is they're making sure that they have their back covered. Because if they go after Gaza, you can almost guarantee that Iran is going to react in some way. So Israeli intelligence more than likely lied to American intelligence, which takes everything at face value when it comes to a war. They don't vet anything. They just say, oh my God, we must protect the women and children. So John Bolton reacted to this. He is the warmonger in charge. He said... A number of troubling and escalatory indications and warnings from Iran have a. We need to send over the USS Abraham Lincoln, which is an aircraft carrier, and the group that's associated with the Lincoln. Oh boy. Israel passed along. This is according to uh, Barak Ravid from Axios. Israel passed all information on an alleged Iranian plot to attack U.S. interests in the Gulf to the U.S. before National Security Advisor John Bolton threatened Iran with unrelenting force. Uh, yeah, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that whole thing. There's no way that anybody wants to start a war with the United States. Iran actually gave a speech to Donald Trump last week, last fucking week. Uh, I forgot the Iranian uh, the Iranian official that did this. They said do they specifically addressed Donald Trump, and they said do not believe the people around you because they are going to try to start a war with us through a false flag. They said it last week, and a week later, all of a sudden we've got Israeli tel intelligence going in there and saying. Oh, we, we've got a, a credible threat against U.S. troops. And no, Israeli intelligence is fucking lying. And John Bolton is more than happy to start a war with Iran and anybody else out there. Because John Bolton is a warmongering son of a bitch. So, the, it, it, Iran warned Trump about this last week. And this is exactly what's going on. The United States decides to send over a carrier group. The United States also decides to send over four B-52 bombers, enormous bombers, to deter to, to a possible attack, uh, attack by Iran. No, no, this is not to deter an attack by Iran. This is going to be a response to a false flag incident involving Iran. That's what this is. That's what this is. And Iran is not taking the bait. They're saying that this is nothing more than psychological warfare. And there have been no threats issued. None. Absolutely none. Press TV, which is Iran's state-run television network, said that the, the deployment seems to be a regularly scheduled one by the U.S. Navy, and Bolton is just trying to talk it up, and we're not going to believe the bluff and the empty rhetoric. 
So what they're saying is is more truthful than anything the U.S. media will say is that this is nothing. This is a regularly scheduled visit by an aircraft carrier group, but John Bolton is grandstanding and threatening everybody. Saying, you're fucking next. And finally, John Bolton, who will do anything in his power to start a war with people of a different color, has an unlikely ally on the left. Yes, none other than Rachel Maddow has decided to say, John Bolton, God bless you, and good luck. God, she is just a horrible, reprehensible human being. Disgusting. Rachel Maddow is promoting an all-out war with Venezuela to quote-unquote stop Russia. Because all of a sudden now, Russia has invaded Venezuela, and we have to go get those commie pinkos. Ugh. This is what John Bolton, human being, thought his job was this week, Rachel Maddow said on her show Friday night. Both Pompeo and Bolton clearly got, uh, I mean, uh, anyway, it goes on and on. Hey, John Bolton. Hey, Mike Pompeo. Are you guys enjoying your jobs right now? Going after uh, Venezuela to get the commie pinkos. How do you come to work anymore if you're John Bolton? Right. Regardless of what you thought about John Bolton before this, his whole career and his track record, I mean, just thinking of John Bolton as a human being, this is what John Bolton, human being, thought his job was this week. His job being to help the poor people of Venezuela. She cut to a clip of Bolton criticizing Russia's alleged military involvement in Venezuela. Because now, all of a sudden, Rachel Maddow believes John Bolton. Since when? Ugh. Ugh. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. And Rachel Maddow is being supported by David Frum, Max Boot, Robert Kagan, and Bill Crystal. All of those individuals have one thing in, in common. I'll let you find out what that is for yourselves. So why are they going along with John Bolton? That's the big question. Because. Because. They, they being the media, they do not care. They're part of the military, industrial, complex, deep state, whatever you want to call them. They're all part of it. They're bought and paid for by the military, industrial. Do you ever ask yourself how the former heads of the CIA and the D Department of Homeland Security and, and James Clapper, do you ever ask yourself, how did they become CNN analysts? How did they become MSNBC analysts? Did you ever ask yourself whether or not they are going to be altruistic? 
course they aren't going to be altruistic. They're going to have their own biases. And in this case, it's for creating wars all across the planet. And I think John Bren uh, James Bolton and CIA director Fats Pompeo, they are going a bit rogue away from Donald Trump. That's my personal opinion. They understand that maybe Donald Trump does not want wars across the planet. So what they're doing is, quite simply, whatever the fuck they want. If there is going to be any sort of change on the planet, and if there's going to be any sort of honest-to-God peace on this planet, Trump has to realize this. That he does not have allies within his own government. And he must realize that the individuals that he supposedly trusts, like the current CIA... Uh, no, was Pompeo the CIA? No. No, 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 no. I got, the, I got that wrong. Uh, I think Pompeo is State Department. And he's got some other woman. The, the woman he has running the CIA is the one responsible for torturing people in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. So... Uh, See, he must realize that he has no allies, that the agenda rolls on. And if there is going to be a true change on this planet, then Trump must get rid of these individuals. And we as human beings must wait the outcome of the 2020 presidential elections because that is the only way Trump, if he is altruistic, which I, I'm on the fence about that, it's the only way we can determine whether or not Trump is going to do the right thing for humanity and this planet. That's it for the Cafe American podcast. This is Chris Michaels. I'm fucking exhausted. You can listen to me on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. I will also be uh, telling you more and more about my radio show that will be on terrestrial radios. That would be FM. Uh, until next week, that is it for me. I may do another podcast this week, but uh, if not, I will see you next week. Until then.